continuing our four-part series where we're talking about a life that's flourishing. So um, we talked about last week how we can flourish in our relationships, and um, we are going to talk about in the next couple of weeks flourishing in our emotions and in our spirits. But today, we're going to talk about flourishing in our bodies. Ooh. Yes. No. <laughs> Sit down. Um, <laughs> See ya. So, um, like I said, last week we talked about flourishing relationships and how that happens through generosity, right? We, we uh, look for ways to bless the other person. We look for ways to be generous to the other person. And we, look, we are able to walk through the difficult times together, right? We call that the murky middle. The murky middle. Walk through that together. So today we're going to talk about having flourishing, healthy bodies. Woo! Y'all are excited. I know. I, I can feel it in the room. Talking about bodies today. Everybody's like, uh. Talking about bodies today. Yeah. So uh, up until a few years ago, I really struggled physically. Like I, I was... Uh, uh, at least once a year, at least once a year, I was on antibiotics for sinus infection, bronchitis. I still got ear infections like a kid. Yeah, I, like, it's like I needed tubes in my ears or something, you know. But, uh, and it was, and it would just, just knock me out for like a week or two. And this, this happened on a regular basis. I was 20 pounds heavier. Uh, I wrestled with depression almost weekly, and uh, that was tough. And a lot of times those things go hand in hand, you know, when you're, when you're not well physically, uh, it affects your emotions, you know. And, uh, yes, <laughs> Wendy's like, he's reading ahead, she, guys. Like, we'll get to that. <laughs> you know how I feel about reading ahead. Um, so, anyway... Uh, you know, I wrestled with the almost weekly. I spent a lot of time playing video games, a lot of time watching TV. Not that those things are bad in themselves, but I spent so much time doing those things when I could have been doing things that were healthier for me. Uh, and I just kind of had a, sort of a high-consuming lifestyle, right? And um, it was having an impact on almost every area, almost every area of my life. Uh, and I can't help it because, you know... I like to eat, um, and ain't nobody got time for exercise, right? Who's got time for that? Uh, <laughs> right? Who said that? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Somebody in that row right there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and our health isn't always about weight either, so just relax. <laughs> Not about weight. Um, I have dealt with um, chronic fatigue in the past, um, anemia, um, gut issues, <laughs> and now that I'm getting older, hormones. <sighs> okay. So that is all part of our health, right? It, yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I. I don't know. I don't know. So you, you may or may not have been there. I know most of you are probably in perfect health. Uh, most of you probably just, you know, I do triathletes. Uh, I know I'm probably the only guy here without six-pack abs. So, um, but 69% of adults are overweight, and that's 
That's actually a pre-pandemic statistic, 69%. So it's actually higher now, but I don't know the exact figure. But 69%, that's huge. Um, we, we, have, we live in a culture that, you know, like it's, we suffer from diseases of overconsumption. That's where our, where our culture is, you know. And, uh, and we, you know, like cardiovascular disease is a disease of overconsumption. Um, uh, hypertension, overconsumption. Uh, type 2 diabetes, overconsumption, you know. And even some types of cancer that we face today was, n- was, not, it was never heard of 50 years ago because it is brought on by overconsumption. Yeah, and so, and maybe you deal with... A physical issue, um, even though you take relatively good care of yourself, you know, um, I have a good friend right now who is fighting cancer, and she has always taken good care of herself and just kind of seemed to be like out of nowhere, right? So that stuff can creep up too and can be extremely uh, discouraging and um, disheartening. So... I found this after kind of serving the Lord for many years. <laughs> How old am I now? She's like, don't count, don't count. Like 35 years. Um, and it's hard to serve the Lord with passion and with joy when our bodies aren't happy with us. Um, and that's just sort of a, you know, it's just sort of a fact. Our, our bodies affect our energy levels. Our health affects our emotions uh, and all of those things. And it's hard to serve the Lord with passion when you're just too tired to do so. You know, you ever come to church on a Sunday morning and you're just too tired to really worship? Yeah? Okay, we got like we one know. honest We've person. Seen it. Yeah, I know. We see the nodding yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and it's hard to serve the Lord with purpose and passion when your bodies aren't happy with you. And so we're going to talk about just some ways that we can move sort of like from fatigued to flourishing in our bodies. And uh, just ask some questions. What are some questions? You all know I love the questions. Uh, What are some questions we can ask ourselves to help guide us toward flourishing? And so, but before we pray, we're going to pray. But I just, I want you to hear today's message. This is... To borrow a phrase from, what's that fitness place? 24, every time, anytime fitness. What's that place you had? Planet Fitness. Uh, To borrow that from that, this is no judgment zone. So, you know, this isn't a judgment place. When we talk about being healthy, we're not talking about having six-pack abs, okay? Those are are unrealistic expectations that society puts on us. You you know, these people with like 5% body fat, they take the picture, they get the lighting right, then they go back to eating like normal human beings. Okay? So, uh, you know, so we're not talking about that. So this isn't a judgment thing. Uh, this is, you know, just hear today's message as just coming from a loving Heavenly Father and uh, who cares about us and cares about our bodies. So let's pray real quick. Um, Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to um, have your mind on this issue, your mind on flourishing bodies. God, to understand your word, to understand your heart, God, on having healthy, flourishing bodies, and it's for your glory and it's for your honor. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to start off by reading, uh, having a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 
verses 12 and 13. And here Paul is talking about sexual purity. And, uh, and, I, and I love the message on sexual purity here. But it is also probably the most relevant scripture <laughs> in scripture on flourishing bodies. And it says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything. <laughs> Already this talking about bodies, right? You say, I'm allowed to do anything. I'm allowed to eat anything. I'm allowed to neglect my body all that I want, right? You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. Would you all agree with that? Yeah? <laughs> if I passed out a box of Twinkies today, would you all go, hmm, but that might not be good for me. Yeah, I would. I would, right? After all, the cream inside is just lard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's true. That's why it's so good. That's why it doesn't go bad and, like, soak into the delicious golden sponge cake and turn it all nasty. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, you got me talking about Twinkies. Um, <laughs> even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything, Right? You say, food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true. Though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality or for gluttony or neglect or substance abuse. Those are not the things that our body was created for. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. Wow. This is so important. So if you remember one thing today, I want you to remember this, and that's that our physical well-being and our spiritual health are related. Our physical well-being and our spiritual health, they are directly related. And when our physical well-being is, is doing well, our spiritual well-being can flourish without being weighed down by the emotions and the sickness and the depression and things like that that come along with just physical Neglect, right? When our bodies aren't healthy or full of energy, our passion for the Lord seems to wane. Remember what I mentioned earlier, when you're tired and you're not feeling good and you come in on a Sunday morning, it's kind of hard to get your mind into a, into a worship mindset. It's hard to get your mind into a serving mindset, right? When you feel crummy and your energy is super low, the last thing you want to do is serve in the nursery, Right? And unless you're like one of those people like, just give me a baby to hold, I'll sit in the rocking chair, right? (laughs) We got one honest person back there, right? Okay? When we're sickly, when we lack vitality, we lack the motivation to serve others and to worship, right? Vitality is important. Vitality comes with good, good health, you know? Yeah, and we tend to think about our bodies as this separate entity, like we we concentrate on our spirit and um, on our and even on our emotions a lot of times and our mental health. Um, but like he said, our our bodies are um, vital to our spiritual and emotional health, um, and we can't beat up or neglect our bodies without consequences in all of those all the areas. Um, and Paul says in First Corinthians nine twenty seven. It says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I, might, I myself might be disqualified. So what he's saying there is, I could really blow my witness if I punish or neglect my body, right? 
Um, so that should be a huge motivation to, for all of us to commit to caring for our bodies. Uh, we tend to take a reactive approach, don't we? We wait till something goes wrong or something doesn't feel right or the number on the scale isn't something we want to see. And then we go, oh, I need to do something. Rather than a proactive approach going, how would God have me treat this gift that he's given me? It is a gift. And, and work on that ahead of time so that we don't run into as many problems or issues. Let me interrupt. I'm going to say something really controversial, super controversial. Some of you might get, even just get up and leave. I was so disappointed. One of, the, one of the major disappointments that I had at the beginning of the pandemic is that no one was talking about getting exercise. Like, there, was no, there was no, like, you know, I never heard from the media. Nobody came along and went, hey, folks, make sure you're taking your vitamin D. Make sure you're taking your vitamin C. Make sure you're getting some sunshine. Y'all make sure you're getting out and walking and taking care of your bodies. It said it was, it was a reactive approach, right? You know, and we live in a culture, we live in a society that is reactively healthy, right? You, you eat garbage, you don't get much sleep, you don't take care of your health, but when you're sick, you go get a pill, right? Now, I'm not dissing pills. If you need a pill, go get a pill. God bless scientists, and I'm thankful for that we have medicine, modern medicine, and it's extended our lives, right? But... I think that we miss that element of, like Wendy was saying, don't wait till the scale says this. Don't wait till you're sick. Don't wait till you're not feeling good. Just, just start taking care of your body now, you know, right? And so we want to proactively be healthy people. Yeah, because all of those things are a sign that something's not right. Ding, ding, ding. You know? mm. <laughs> and so we have to then do something about it, whereas if we would have just been doing good things for ourselves... Um, and one thing that, that actually came to me this morning was that Jesus chose to come in, come to earth and be in a body just like ours, right? He didn't, he could have chosen, um, to come in like, a a super spiritual body or a superhuman body. He could have chose to Captain come America in. America body. Yeah, he could have chose to come in a body that did not get sick, could not get sick, or could, you know, right? But he chose to come in a body just like ours. And think about it. If we would have read in the Bible that Jesus mistreated or neglected his body, now we do see that he disciplined his body, right? He didn't just do whatever he wanted. He did discipline himself. But if we would have read Jesus, um, I don't know. I can't think of something. <laughs> but well, we did we, read that G Jesus was called a glutton by some people. Right. But we know that that wasn't the case because he didn't sin. Well, I'm sure he was called a lot of things by a lot of people. Sure. But yeah. if we would have looked at it, <laughs> if we would have looked at it and, and seen that Jesus did not care for his body, I mean, that would have changed things, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you look at that because... Jesus would have died after the first 25 lashes had well, he sure. not been in really good condition. Sure. Think about the scourging. There's no way he would have survived the scourging if had he not been in good shape, good condition. And these bodies, yeah, because he had a human body just like ours. And yeah. think of what he, survived, you know, what he suffered and what he made it through until he died. Right? Our bodies are a gift 
and have a very powerful effect on our spiritual health. So that's why we have to ask ourselves these questions and be proactive about how we care for ourselves and our health. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Tag me in. So first question. The first question is this. Is God's image reflected well in my body? Right? If we are to reflect the image of God, is God's image reflected well in my body? And so... Um, and like I mentioned before, things like beauty and attractiveness, those are very subjective. So I'm not really talking about that. I'm not talking about the things that are in the eye of the beholder, right? And so, uh, in fact, the, the healthiest people that I know um, are not people who focus on the number on the scale or focus on, you know, the definition of their muscles. The healthiest people that I know are people who just focus on being healthy, right? In fact, they say if you, need, if you want to get healthy and you want to drop some pounds, just just spend the next, for the next 30 days, don't even step on the scale. Just get healthy, right? Don't even think about your weight. Just think about getting healthy, eating healthy or getting a little exercise. And so I'm not asking if you have a chiseled jawline, right? I'm not asking that. Uh, I'm not asking if you have six-pack abs. I'm not asking if your butt defies gravity, yeah, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, Ian. And uh, I'm just kidding. Just, <laughs> Who <laughs> said amen? Okay, then. Uh, I'm asking if God's image is reflected. If God's image is reflected. And I think that's what Paul might have been referring to in 1 Corinthians 9.27. Is God's image being reflected in your body? Because all, every one of our bodies here tell a story, right? Um, and, and you know, you could tell if someone uh, spends a lot of time looking at a screen, Right? Uh, because of their posture kind of tells that a lot. In fact, we have this thing now where, yeah, we have this head forward syndrome that people have because they're always looking at their phones and it's doing just all sorts of crazy things to their neck and to the, you know, we have our massage therapist back there going, mm -hmm, you know, so yeah, we have that sort of neck forward, head forward syndrome because they, because they're looking at screens. Um, Everybody just all of a sudden just kind of did one of these numbers. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, um, right? Or uh, you could tell by that if they spend a lot of time looking at screens by their skin tone, right? Because they're not outside very much. People who aren't outside very much, their skin tends to take on a paler complexion, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I didn't <laughs> call you pale. I call you fair. Um, or you could tell a lot about a person's health by just their eyes. If you, if you look at people... I know one guy who he probably plays without exaggeration four to five hours of video games a day, and his eyes just have these horrible dark, you know, circles underneath them. And so you can tell um, if someone has poor eating habits because they always have uh, low energy. You know, a person's energy kind of will ebb, I guess, if their eating habits aren't very good, or their complexion. You know, your complexion says a lot about your eating habits. Um, or their mood, you could tell. Because food has a weird effect on our, on our moods. Um, you know, here's the thing about foods that we eat for a quick mood boost is typically our mood is lower than it was. You know, so I love, like, a really good brownie. I love a good brownie. 
that not the Cardinals. <laughs> Those go over to you guys. You guys can have them. Uh, but I love a good brownie, and I'll, you know, you should see me eating a brownie. <laughs> right? And then see me a half hour later. Life stinks. Well, because it's not one brownie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? Uh, so, so our bodies, they tell a story. And what is the story that your body is telling? What's the story? Uh, you can tell that someone has good eating, eating habits and exercises by their energy levels. They tend to have a more positive attitude. You can see it in their eyes. There's a certain brightness in their eyes. And those things are very important. Yeah, and included in reflecting his image is how you feel about your body. And we don't like that because we tend to be super critical of our bodies, don't we? Like we tend to be really hard on ourselves. Um, and if you see your body as your enemy rather than a gift from God, you cannot reflect his image very well. If, I went around, if we went and said, okay, everybody, tell us something that you like about your body, like three people might raise their hands. Ian with the butt. Uh, Hudson. Uh, you know, we might you have three people. are too comfortable with each other. If I, if I said, like, tell us something you don't like about your body, everybody here would be like, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this. Yeah. Everybody's got an issue. And then, have you ever said this? My body is betraying me. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. if, you know, because if you're, if you're consistently criticizing your body or speaking negatively about it, you're not seeing yourself as God's beautiful creation. That's, he made you. He made you. And you are beautiful, and you're made in the image of God. So if you don't see yourself that way, you can't reflect that. That's not going to come off of you, right? And you don't have to wait until you're in, you know, like he was talking about, this perfect human specimen in order to reflect the image of God, in order to love your body. You just have to, just don't hate it, right? We can have an honest assessment of ourselves and go, okay, this is an area I need to work on without being overly critical or hateful, okay? Because the way we judge our body should not be based on the world's standards because we will never measure up. Because they change. And they're, the and they're inaccurate. I mean, yeah. you know, you all know about airbrushing, right? And yeah, nobody... Well, it changes. We were talking about that this morning with the prayer team. If you look at Renaissance paintings, how did the women look? Curvy. Curvy. Yeah, they were, they were full-figured, curvaceous, right? And then now it's like a woman has to be 10% body fat and some sort of fitness model or else, you know, she gets slammed on social media, you know. And so it's... Uh, it, well, and even we th- we've, we've talked about this a lot, but like... Zach Efron and his dad bod. What's the deal with that? Have you guys seen it? He looks perfectly healthy to me. Uh, but because he doesn't look like he did in this movie, which he probably trained for eight hours a day for, you know, yeah. however long, because he doesn't look like that, he now has a dad bod. He still has a visible six pack. 
And they're saying he's got a dad bod. I'm like, then what do I got? <laughs> a great granddad bod? <laughs> What's the deal? Yeah, so. So anyway, we can't base our assessment of our bodies on the world standards. No. Uh, we have to base them on God's standards. And God cares about our health, right? And our vitality and our energy and our, and, and our longevity. That those are the things that he cares about. So, so. so you, know, you ask yourself that question. The question is, is God's image reflected in my, well in my body? Or you can ask yourself, what is the story that my body is telling? What's the story that my body is telling? Uh, is, is it a story of God's image? Is it a story of his grace? Is it a story of his transforming life reflected in me? And so it's an important question to, to ask yourself. So, and then the second thing is this, and, and I think it's important. Do I glorify God with the way I care for my body? So now we're talking about the care part, right? So I grew up in a culture where to talk about your body was considered very secular. Like, that was kind of where I grew up, where I, where I grew up. You know, your, your body is secular, and then you have all the spiritual things that, you know, you had prayer and reflection and worship and those spiritual things, but your body was a secular thing. And the only people that really uh, worked out consistently were, you know, people who were like bodybuilders and stuff like that. And it was kind of like because it was vanity. Yes. To, to, yes. to take care and to spend a lot of time on taking care of right. your body. And so, I, you know, I would go to these churches and, you know, most of the pastors were really overweight. And, um, and so they were, were, do you guys remember when pastors used to wear suits? Some of you have been around for a while. And, uh, and if they were really, you know, if they were really on the cutting edge, they'd wear the suit with the dress t-shirt underneath it. You remember that, the dress t-shirt? None of you guys? Okay, I'm too old. And, uh, but they sat up, they had chairs on the platform. And, and you would look on the platform of any given church on any given Sunday, and you'd see a bunch of guys that looked like they had no energy. They were all very o- overweight. And, and I knew many of them personally, and they ate a lot. And they were unhealthy. And by the time they were in their 50s and 60s, they had chronic illnesses. And some of them had to, you know, were forced to retire early, or they spent the last 10 years of their ministry just kind of physically miserable and didn't have much energy. And so those things and, were... And let me just jump in, because so many of them, they were loving, giving mm-hmm. people who just wanted to serve. And because they spent so much time serving everyone else, and they neglected taking care of themselves. Yeah. And that was the issue. It wasn't because they were, you know just gluttonous, horrible people. <laughs> it was because they were so busy worrying about other people. But we have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do I glorify God with the way I care for my body? First Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so, you know, does this glorify God the way I'm treating my body? This is the way, does this glorify God? No, I'm not saying that everybody doesn't deserve a little cheat, right? Well, there are little cheats. I eat the brownie, the middle row, middle row of brownies once in a while. But I don't make them every night, right? Uh, I knew one guy who was really struggling, and it was because he loved every work day. When he got off work, he went and got whiteies. Yeah, yeah. 
And that, you know what, that's wonderful, but, you know, somewhere along the line, we cross this, we cross this line from treating myself to addiction, right? From treating myself to, to habit. And so that doesn't really glorify God. I love pizza. I think, you know what, I love a good Canadian bacon mushroom pizza. <laughs> Ew. Canadian bacon mushroom. I love a good Canadian bacon mushroom pizza. We had that work day across the street, and I bought one, and I loved it that nobody else really liked it because I got to take some home. It was wonderful. I love a good, I love a, a big burger, and like a burger that's like grilled, but still like kind of greasy enough where it, where just you get the grease kind of runs down your finger a little bit, and you have, you have the, and it's got the bacon on it and the cheese, and it's just so like, oh, each bite feels like just, oh, just wonderful. And, uh, like you're going to pay for it later. <laughs> yes. Like. I love those things. But if I did those things on a regular basis, if that was my standard diet, I would, I would in all honest, if I'm honest, I would have to say that but that doesn't glorify God. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't glorify God if I'm, if I'm eating fast food five days a week, you know, it just, it doesn't. Because it's punishing this gift that God has given me, this vessel that I have to, you know, spend this time here on this earth in. And then one day will be renewed, which will be pretty awesome. But it doesn't glorify God when I'm just straight up gluttonous. It doesn't, it doesn't. So I believe that when I consistently eat and exercise so that my immune system is strengthened, my energy level is elevated, my mood is boosted, that brings glory to God. That brings glory to God. And so uh, I, I find myself with more life in my praise, more passion in my prayers, more joy in my service to others. And us moms talk to you for a minute we sometimes we neglect our health um, to to care for our families right but they need you to be healthy so you have to hear this it is not selfish for you to care for yourself it is not selfish to take time to exercise it is not selfish to take a little time for yourself to rest you, they, your family needs you to do that, okay? And so skipping meals or not going outside to move your body or, or just eating the kids' leftovers instead of something good for you, we've all done it. That's not treating yourself as God's Those leftover creation. leftover chicken nuggets with the bite out of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm Because you don't want to waste it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Well, we do. So we, you were bought with a price, Right? The Bible says that we're not our own. Yeah. That we belong to him. Because we were bought with a Christ. In, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says we must honor God with our bodies. And I feel like that also, just as a quick aside, that we'd be remiss if we didn't mention how the human body gets worn down by negative emotions. And we're going to talk about a lot more about emotions next week. But because of how much your emotions affect your body, we have to mention it this week. Because if you have worry or a lot of worry or self-comparison, as we were talking about earlier, 
um, if you lack purpose, if you allow anger or fear to dominate your emotions, right? These can all deplete your adrenal system, which is like your body's battery, okay? So you're, all you're doing is, is depleting your battery, and if you're not doing the right things to fill it back up, um, it can make you sick because your body reacts to, to toxic thoughts and it reacts to emotional trauma by churning out cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So when you allow those emotions to build up, it's not just an emotional problem. It becomes a physical problem. Cortisol is built up. Then you've got that, that stress hormone going, and the result is the same as if you ate a diet of junk food. That's what happens to your body. That is science. So <laughs> it's true. That's what, it, that's what the doctors say. So research shows, though, that uplifting feelings... Um, being connected to something larger than yourself. They literally, like medical doctors say this, being connected to something larger than yourself and gratitude can help protect you from health problems. Mm. So your emotional health, again, is directly related to your body. And if you do not pay attention to that, you're going to, I mean, you could be eating all the right things and you could be exercising, but if you're allowing toxic thoughts to dominate, your health is going to pay. Your physical health is going to pay for that. Yeah, it sort of works like a, like a vicious circle. You know, your body's not doing well, your emotions don't do well, which causes your body to not do well, which causes your emotions to not do well, and you have this sort of cycle. And so you kind of have to start somewhere. So... Just stop real quick, look at the person next to you, and just go, wow, you look amazing. Wow. Give them a while. You look amazing. All right. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we, that we can do, literally, we can just look in the mirror and go, wow, God's creation is amazing. God's creation is awesome. You can't do that, though. See, we all do that. Though. We look in the mirror, and what's the first thing you do? We see the you flaw. You see something, and you, you get negative mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. Right? But God's creation is awesome. But you're criticizing what God made. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Next time you look in the mirror, you want to go, ugh. Uh, my nose is too big, or my teeth are crooked, or my chin is too big, or too small, or whatever. You know, you just say, wow, <laughs> gosh darn it, people like me, <laughs> right? But you say, God, this is, I'm, I'm God's creation. If you think about it, look what King David did. That was not, I mean, King David, it's in, it, it made it in the Bible where he actually went, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So think about that. Next time you look in the mirror, just go, wow, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, nobody else sees those flaws that you're criticizing in yourself. Yeah, I know. You're going, oh, look at that. And he'll say something, and I'm like, I didn't even see it until you pointed it out. Yeah. Now I see it. <laughs> I didn't see it until you pointed I've it out. I've talked to people before who have said, I have this flaw, and it's always bothered me. And I've gone, never noticed before, but now I can't stop seeing it. <laughs> now I now I." Can't. Now that you pointed it out, like you, we are our own biggest critics. We are massive critics of ourselves. So, 
You know, don't, don't, don't do that. Just, just look at yourself and say, I'm fearfully wonderfully made. So the last thing is this. And really it's just, I, I, I think that uh, a life of health is not built on big, grand declarations. That's it. From this day forward, I'm going to work out two hours a day. I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to get rid of the junk food. And I'm just going to eat salads every day. That's it. When you make grand declarations, they last like a day or two, and then, right? Or they might even work for a while where you lose like 30 pounds, and then you gain 40, right? And so it's those grand, don't, I'm not talking about grand declarations. So it's this, the question is, what are two small, small, sustainable changes I can make so that my body will flourish, right? Just two small, sustainable... Like I said, you know, we just want to throw away all the food. We want to start over. We want to commit to working out an hour a day, six days a week. And these grand gesture thinking is just guaranteed for failure. It's guaranteed for relapse. It's guaranteed for, uh, you know, just failure. Because what happens if you get rid of all the sweets in your house? You're stopping by Whitey's on the way home from work. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are just two small, and, and, and when I say sustainable, I just mean just small things that you can do every day. And they just become part of your life, your routine. Um, and and all, all we're talking about here, we're not talking about transformations. We live, we kind of, we have this sort of like biggest loser mentality, this, you know, body transformation, all that stuff. That, that makes great TV, but terrible reality. Because it just, le- it just sets us up for disappointment. We all don't have a television producer and a personal trainer that's going to go through that with us and all that stuff. I'm not talking about working out an hour a day. I'm talking about drinking two glasses more of water a day, right? Two small, sustainable things. We're just talking about moving the needle forward. And when we move the needle forward, the, the great thing about that is... If we just kind of move the needle forward this much, we go, oh, that, we, I can do that. I can take a baby step every day towards better health, towards more energy, towards a better attitude, towards just a healthier body, right? And so it could be, like I said, just drinking, you know, uh, a couple glasses of water a day. If you're not drinking any water, it could, you know, be whatever. If you, if you drink a lot of soda, just switch into diet, which I know isn't much healthier, but... I've known people who've actually lost a lot of weight just like switching to diet because they're just not taking in as many calories every day. Um, maybe it's just walking around the block four times a week. Four times a week, I'm just going to get up, walk around the block, takes me 10 minutes, right? They say the average person spends at least about two and a half hours just trolling their phones. You got 10 minutes. Yeah, right? I mean, most of us have sedentary jobs. Yeah. Where we just sit and, and look at the screen. I know, I know you don't. Uh, I stopped by Chick Fil A the other day. <laughs> Hudson's right. hustling. Yes. I was like, "Wow, look at him go! He's getting some exercise." But yeah. like, yes, a lot of us have sedentary jobs, and so it sometimes it's a matter of you know. I think it was my uh, was it my chiropractor? One of those people. Somebody said, um, "Maybe just get up, set your alarm." to get up out of your seat. Cause you know, we get focused on what we're doing. We're very much into what we're doing. But if we set our alarm to get up every couple of hours and just walk around, like just get up and move for just, just a 
a minute instead of sitting for hours and hours and hours. It makes a big difference. Um, so, I mean, even if, if that's all you can do, do that. Yeah. Or if you love the sweets, instead of going, oh, I'm giving up the sweets altogether. I'll never eat another sweet. Uh, just give them up one day a week. Just so you know what, Monday is sweet fast day. And I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna eat sweets that day. That's sustainable. You know, I think all of us can agree we could all go one day a week without sweets. And, uh, you know. And then if you, once you start to feel better, you can add another day if yeah. you want. What I've noticed is like when I deprive my body of those things that, that isn't, aren't good for it, then I try to like have it and my body goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have a horrible reaction. I'm like, well, that makes this easier than yeah. not to eat it. So, God. but don't not do it because of that. Just <laughs> still. Um, and then also you could add one or two things to your diet. A lot of times we think about what do I need to eliminate? But maybe if you um, just add another vegetable to your plate every night you know, or add another fruit to your day. Like if we add good things or work out for 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day or three days a week, start somewhere where you're just moving your body. I knew one guy who didn't even really make changes to his diet. He lost like 30 pounds. He got a lot healthier. His energy level went way up. But all he did is whenever he would go out to eat, he would have them when they brought his meal he would have them bring a box. So just automatically right off the bat, and then he would take half of his plate and put it in the box. That's it. He, that's all he did. He just started taking half his meal whenever he went out and put it in a box. What I do, I just share with Wendy. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how much it, she can eat. He chooses the, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but once these things just become a part of your life, without thinking much about it, and that's what I'm talking about, making just small changes so that they just become part of your life without thinking a whole lot about it, then just add one more or add two more, you know, and then just keep going. And then one day you'll go, remember when we used to eat cookies every night? We did. We did. We used to eat cookies almost every night. We'd make a batch of cookie dough, like on Saturday, big old batch, and just make a couple cookies, and then we put it in the refrigerator, and we'd take it out every night and make cookies, you know, like all week long. We, and, 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 but one day, you just sort of look back and go, remember when we used to do that? Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so you just make one or two small changes at a time. All you're doing is just moving the needle, the needle forward, right? Inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. Yeah? Okay. So we're just talking about it, just inch by inch. We're moving the needle forward. So uh, as we wrap up today, I just want you to kind of just, just imagine. Imagine with me. We've asked questions. We're imagining a few weeks from now or a few months from now, you got more energy. Your kid comes up and wants to play with you, and you're not like, Ugh, I'm tired. I just got off work. Or, you know, you, it's a beautiful day, and you want to go out for a walk. And you have the energy to do so, right? Or, you know, you, you're just in a better mood. Or you have more confidence. Or you have more passion in your praise, right? Imagine getting sick less. If you're like I was a few years ago and you're on an antibiotic once or twice a year, you know, imagine that going away. And uh, just 
you know, not missing work because you got, you know, bronchitis for the third time this year. Or just serving others with greater joy. You know, you know you're in trouble when you're doing, you're, you're doing what God made you to do and you're resenting it, right? When you're like coming to church like, Ugh, I don't want to greet people. Can't even greet myself, you know. Or, or, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play. I don't wanna, you know, just all those things. You know, a lot of that is just kind of reflective of where you are in your overall health. You know, we think it's like, oh, I'm just burning out. I need, to, I need to stop doing this or I need to cut back on that, which I get sometimes we need to do that in life. But a lot of times it's just where we are physically and, you know, just not having the energy, you know. And so imagine having that kind of joy, you know, getting sick less. And so I just want to pray for people today. I'm just going to say a quick prayer. And if the worship team wants to come, that would be great. But I just want to say a quick prayer. Um... One of our prayers about this message today is that um, we'd be able to hear it and just kind of and just kind of hear the Father's heart, you know, not to feel judged, not to feel you know condemned in any way, but just to just to hear the Father's heart. And um, uh, I just want to pray for those today who just might maybe you're just feeling like, okay, uh, I don't know if this is judgment. I don't know if this is. Uh, uh, whatever, condemnation. But I do kind of feel something inside me um, nudging me. Just There's something inside me nudging me. It might be the Holy Spirit nudging me to take some baby steps to improve my health. And, um, and if that's you, I just want to pray for you. And, and uh, you know, uh, and I'm just going to say, so if that's you, just stand. Will you stand with me? And let me just pray for you. I'm just going to say a quick prayer for you and just say, okay. And I know that God will give you the grace, right? He'll give you the grace. And he'll walk with you. Why? Because what does scripture say? God cares about your body. God cares about your body. He loves, he loves you. He wants you to take care of it. And, uh, you know, when we are healthy physically, we're just a better church. We're just a, you know, the, the, the kingdom is healthy and the kingdom is able to expand and, you know, and we're not too tired to serve the Lord. We're not too tired to serve others and to, to praise him. And so let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a good father and you love us and you speak your heart to us. And God, I pray that you would give us, uh, give us your heart, which is not a heart of condemnation, which is not a heart of judgment, but a heart of love. And, and you're a good father. And just like those of us here who are parents want our kids to be healthy, we want our kids to not get sick. It, it, it pains us when we see our kids sick or, or, or uh, you know, eating or living or doing things that are kind of self-sabotaging God. God, we know that you don't want us to do things that are self-sabotaging either. And so, God, I pray that you would give us the grace to just, just move the needle forward a little bit. God, help us to be disciplined yet patient with ourselves. Help us to be wise. Help us to sense 
your presence. And I, I just, I want to, I just want to kind of speak that over you, that as you, um, as you move the needle forward, as you take, you know, just make one or two small changes that are sustainable, as, as you do that, that you also experience a greater sense of God's presence in your life. That you experience and feel the joy of the Lord and how proud he is of you. That God looks at you and smiles. That as you take these baby steps, God's just applauding. (laughs) Because God, at the end of the day, we want to reflect you with our bodies. We want to reflect you. We want to reflect the joy of the Lord, the passion of the Lord, the, uh, the mind fixed on the kingdom and doing your will. Praise you, God. And God, I pray for every person here this morning who has been waiting on you. Um, Lord, as they are seeking answers for things happening in their bodies, God, I just, I, I pray, God, that you would bring clarity. I pray, God, that you would bring direction and guidance. And most of all, God, I pray that you would bring peace. That we would be able to look at ourselves and see the image of God in us. And when we're tempted to get um, frustrated and to get mad at at ourselves and at you for the lack of change, God, I ask that you would give us the grace that we need and that you would remind us that you hear our cry. And Father, for those who have been standing in faith for healing, I pray that you give them the grace to continue to stand in faith for healing. God, in Jesus' name, that you would bring your healing power, your healing touch to every person who is seeking you this morning. Bring your healing touch, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus. Because you came, Jesus, for us to live in wholeness and health. Mm -hmm. You took our sickness on the cross. So, God, I just pray for your healing power to flow in us this morning and God for your grace to keep moving forward even when we feel like we can't do it anymore to trust you for that manifestation of your healing power God in the name of Jesus